Hi everyone, this is episode 51 of the Get In My Garden podcast, and I'm Aaron Moskowitz. A couple months ago, during my greenhouse visit at Growing Opportunities Hydroponic Farm, I learned about a new technology company, Ubiquity, with an amazing new product that greatly increases greenhouse yields. Since they are located about 30 minutes from Santa Fe where I live, I reached out to them to set up a little tour and to learn more about their research and what special materials they are producing. I really enjoyed seeing this all up close and taking a peek inside their secret laboratory and then learning from their head scientists about the many potential eco-friendly and economic benefits of the products and materials they are making. Follow the show at Get In My Garden on Instagram to see pictures of what we discussed here and to learn about upcoming episodes. Also visit GetInMyGarden.com and make sure to sign up for the email list, which will soon include supplemental and special content or freebies, as well as articles or other interesting things I share with my friends. I hope you'll subscribe to the Get In My Garden podcast wherever you listen from and leave a positive review if you want to support the show. So we're up here in Los Alamos and it's it's almost like an island in the sky. That's yep. what it feels like coming up. An island of PhDs up here. Yeah. <laughs> There's about 18,000 residents and 12,000 employees for the Los Alamos National Lab. And our company is actually a spin-off company from technology developed at the lab. Our CEO uh, worked at the lab for a number of years and then brought the technology out and uh, started this private company. But uh, we love it up here in Los Alamos. Um, you can go to the grocery store and hear about particle physics or, I don't know, spectrum control, for example. Uh, it's a great place to be, yeah. How does that work if somebody's in the labs? I mean, so they're just... Obviously, what was created there stays there, right? Yeah, I mean, there is definitely a lot of secrecy going on at the labs. Um, personally, I'm pretty new to Los Alamos. I've been here about a year and a half. I guess they just don't answer if they can't. But conceptually, people are oftentimes willing to kind of share their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And what's the startup scene like here? You know, it's pretty small. Uh, I think there's only a handful of companies, Viome being one of them down the road. Pebble Labs is a big one that's been growing quite quickly. Um, they just took over the research greenhouse that we've been using uh, for a few years to do our tomato and cucumber studies. So I guess it's growing, but it's fairly small. I mean, it's, it's no Bay Area. <laughs> right. And it, so there, you're not the only one focused on plant-related sciences. So right. uh, I guess they're researching all sorts of things at the lab, and we don't even know everything that they're researching. I always kind of thought that it was military weaponry <laughs> related mostly, right. but so is there a lot of research up there for uh, plants also? It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, not a lot of it comes out. You know, I should mention, you know, we, we're a material science company first and foremost, so we were making glowing materials for who knows what application gotcha. at first. Um, so the plant application was just something that we had the idea for in the last two years. And we've been spun out of, of Lanel for four or five years now. I don't think there's a ton of plant studies going on there, but you never know. Uh, the product I first saw at Growing Opportunities Farm, and they had, I guess in their farm, it wasn't like right against the glass. Right. It was kind of set down, right? Mm -hmm. So um, she, Kim was telling me that uh, it changes the light and it increases the yield. So I'm interested in knowing exactly how that works and what people could expect if they were to like install your product in their greenhouse and also what the future holds. My name is Damon Aber. I am the greenhouse technology engineer here at Ubiquity. Uh, our company is based in Los Alamos, New Mexico, and we are a platform technology company. That means everything we do is based on our platform technology, which is quantum dots. So the name of our company, Ubiquity, is short for Ubiquitous Quantum Dots. 
And we want to use these nanoparticles called quantum dots to help the world in various ways. In the agriculture world, we're using it to change the sun's spectrum over plants so that they grow faster and bigger and more yield for, for growers. Quantum dots are tiny nanoparticles, 60,000 times smaller than a human hair, uh, and they're great at manipulating light efficiently. What they do is absorb light, typically in the ultraviolet and blue parts of the spectrum, and emit light. And we choose where they emit light, what color they emit light. So for our agricultural product, we emit orange light, which is about 600 nanometers. But we can tune that. We can make it redder. We can make it greener, make it more yellow. Uh, whatever we find works the best for a particular cultivar of plant, that's what we're trying to engineer. So what plants have you researched? So most of our research has been on tomatoes and cucumbers here locally in New Mexico. But in the last year or so, we've expanded. We're in 14 different sites, five foreign countries, and we have expanded into leafy greens. We're doing a study with NASA for their Mars Lunar uh, greenhouse on uh, leafy greens and lettuce. And we have expanded into cannabis and hemp recently as well. Uh, we're a crop agnostic company. We just want to help improve the lighting conditions inside of greenhouses. So sunlight, we're not talking artificial light, we're talking sunlight manipulation only. It's a film that hangs on the inside of a greenhouse and changes the sun spectrum. So it's completely passive, there's no electricity involved. It can last four to six years. So you put it up and you forget about it um, and it improves your crop growth. It's amazing. So they kind of, it looks like most of them have an orange hue, but you were also showing me some of the windows that you're working on sure. for skyscrapers and things like that. Right. And how did it come to that orange hue? Was it just through research? Well, so for our plant studies, when we started out, we made several different colors of what we call a luminescent solar concentrator. And this is, uh, imagine a pane of glass whose edges light up and reflect light back at the plants. We tried uh, green, red, orange. We tried uh, kind of a clear silver as a control. Uh, and we found that the orange color was the best at enhancing crop growth for tomatoes. And so we settled on that for our very first product. We are going to be engineering some new colors in the next couple years for different stages of growth, like a vegetative growth might be a bluer hue, which would actually be green for us. And then for like a flowering stage of growth, you might want an even redder hue. So something closer to uh, 650 nanometers. Interesting. So maybe in the future, the greenhouse might change the panes. Cannabis growers, they, they're doing so many different things at different steps of the growth. So maybe they'll mm -hmm. change the color. Yeah. I mean, uh, for us, we're targeting growers uh, in the cannabis world or hemp world, for example, who have a dedicated vegetative greenhouse mm -hmm. from which they move plants into a dedicated flowering greenhouse. We don't really imagine that the product will be changeable just because it's probably too much labor for that. However, we have had customers wanting a deployable film, much like a shade curtain that you'd find in greenhouses. So that's something we might work towards, but for now we're just focusing on dedicated greenhouses for one or the other crop cycle. Amazing. Well, the idea that you're able to, for someone who's not scientific at all, it's kind of amazing. And I mean, how, how do you even see a nanoparticle? How do you create a nanoparticle? Is that all secretive? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the chemistry behind it is we, we have patents on everything. So it's not fully okay. secretive. It's a wet chemistry process. I'm not an expert. I'm the pilot greenhouse guy. 
but the quantum dots come out in a powder form and then we uh, mix them into a polymer resin so that they can be extruded into our plastic greenhouse films or into our solar windows which are glass of course Mm -hmm. Uh, and just to answer your question before so we also make solar windows and this is a different application of our quantum dot technology Uh, solar windows are transparent windows about 50 percent of the light will get through and then the other 50 percent is absorbed and sent to the edges of the window where we hook up traditional photovoltaic solar cells and absorb that light generating electricity Uh, we currently hold the record for the most efficient solar window in the world and we're pushing that boundary even further in the next couple of years. Um, we're hoping to get our solar windows into skyscrapers throughout the world. Um, that's really the application is urban environments where you don't have enough rooftop space for traditional solar cells, um, but you have a ton of window space. So you could generate about a third to a half of a building's electricity needs if all the windows were solar powered. And, and, and those windows are not orange, they're um, infrared, so they look a little bit brown or gray. Mm-hmm. And that's just for architectural, uh, basically just for looks. No one wants an orange window. So, and how do we know scientifically what the I mean, limits are? Those are the limitations right now, right? Is there a possibility that soon even in the 15 percent increase in yield that you mentioned mm-hmm. i mean that the technology can be pushed to a much greater yeah i mean we're, we're trying to optimize everything you know right now we've seen increases in yields for vegetables anywhere from 10 to 30 percent and in cannabis we've seen anywhere from about 5 to 13 percent those are yield boosts that definitely move the needle for growers commercial growers we're going to try to optimize that and continually improve the the color that our films produce. Uh, we have ideas as far as two-layer films that would have two different colors mixed together. There's other applications of our technology, such as um, like a fiber-coupled device, which brings light that's absorbed in the upper canopy down into the mid-canopy of, of uh, a grow facility. Um, And a lot of vertical growers have contacted us interested in something like that. So there's a lot of applications here. And the Ubigrow film that is a retrofit that I described earlier is really our first foray and our very first product. I mean, it is available in small quantities on our website now, ubigro.com, if you just want to try it out as a hobby grower. But um, any commercial growers can contact us directly and uh, we have a pilot program going on right now Uh, we work with uh, commercial growers to test our films in their facilities and they share data with us so that's how we know how well it works we set up experiments where there's a control and a film side and then we just compare the yields on each side it's so cool i did see something this is unrelated probably but there, a lot of strawberry growers are using something like below, like it's a crop, it's like a soil cover that has a specific tint to it. And just that alone was affecting the way that the strawberries were growing. Do you have other, I mean, maybe that is totally the same thing related to the light spectrum. I don't know, but it is, um, yeah, you're on the exact right track. And that's exactly how we figured out what color worked best was we did sort of a reflector underneath the plants for different colors. And that's, a product idea we have as well. Um, a lot of growers are using colored mulches they'll put underneath their plants. Cool. Uh, red being the most popular. 
Um, some growers swear by red mulches, although I haven't seen any scientific papers validating that, but it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. Redder is better. <laughs> cool. So you're dealing with big greenhouses. Well, so what should we expect in the future? You're working here sure. and uh, it's amazing. Like just 20 years ago, probably a lot of this stuff no one would have thought of. I don't even, I don't know the real time scales involved, but sure. Where are we headed, do you think? So um, our agricultural product is being commercialized right now. Um, So we're trying to convert pilots into customers, and we're selling small amounts right now online. It's a lot easier. It's a more approachable market to get into agriculture than it is to get into the value chain of building skyscrapers and and the window market. That's a really complicated uh, market. So we see our solar windows as being like a maybe a two to four year type of timeline Mm -hmm. and the agricultural Ubergrow product is launching now. Um, I mentioned it's a retrofit film right now that you hang on the interior of a greenhouse right up against your facade. So whether it's glass, polycarbonate, plastic, goes right up against it, or you can hang it in mid greenhouse just over your plants. That works too. However, um, our goal in the next year or so is to incorporate our glowing material, quantum dots, into the traditional covering material of greenhouses. So if you go to your greenhouse cover supplier and say, well, I want to get, do I want to get the traditional cheap plastic that is just white? Or do I want to get the glowing orange plastic from Ubergrow that actually enhances my crop growth? And that just is an economic decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, our models are showing return on investments at about six months for cannabis and hemp and more like a year to a year and a half uh, on vegetables. But our prices are constantly going down as we scale up our production and try to work with partners to, to make bigger rolls of film. It's amazing, though. That's not a very long time to you know, make it worth it. Right. No, it's not. And it's a product that should last uh, upwards of four to six years in a greenhouse. So if you pay yourself back in six months or a year, you're doing really well. Um, and it's just a matter right now of showing that it consistently works in all seasons, in all climates, in all uh, altitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously here in New Mexico, we have a lot more ultraviolet light to absorb than we do on the coast. So that's why we're expanding and we're in seven states now and, and a few foreign countries. And we're just trying to uh, get data from different parts of the, of the world. So we have a study in the Netherlands right now. They are the world's experts in greenhouse technology. So if they support it, that's a really good sign. And so we did a tomato study there. And then we are doing a tomato study in the south of Spain, Elmeria. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you are familiar with that area, but it is the largest cluster of greenhouses in the world. No, that's and interesting. you can see it from space, actually. Oh. Uh, it's just this huge white kind of peninsula on the, the south coast of Spain. So we have an installation there, and then we also have an install in Thailand right now. And that's actually a sale that we did with uh, a melon grower, but he's been sharing some data with us as well. So cool. That's interesting. So the Netherlands is like the most dreary seeming place. It's so cloudy and it is, yeah. Yet they're so they're 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 probably a perfect place to learn it's, about it. It's a good proxy for you know Canada or you know Washington State, Oregon type places, Northeast, and we have a lot of contact with Canada as well. Uh, we were just there touring some greenhouses. We have some installations going in this year on uh, peppers, tomatoes, and cucumbers. 
um, and they're exploding in the cannabis world as well. But yeah, Netherlands is a great proxy for those type of climates. And um, if it works there, it should work almost anywhere. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add? A lot of the listeners are hobbyists. There are other people who want to make a business out of growing something. But also, I mean, maybe there's some ecological benefits to the product. Sure. You know, for us, the way we see it is, you know, we're growing more crops in the same amount of area and we're not introducing electricity consumption. That's big for us. So that all calculates out to a more sustainable growing environment. And so that's what we are contributing towards. You know, a lot of people compare our technology with supplemental lighting that you could put in. That can boost your yields by 10 to 15%, but you're using up electricity. You're also spending a lot of capital up front to buy those lights. We're about 10 times cheaper per square foot, you know, and you hang it, forget it for five years and your plants will be happier. Nice. And I mean, obviously too, if you're using lights that are made out of metal and all that, you could go down the line and it's like a product that has to be mined out of the earth and, you know, not sustainable at all. So I I should mention, you know, there's a lot of quantum dots out there and ours are unique in that they're non-toxic. They're copper and sulfur based, um, not cadmium or lead based. And they're also stable in environments like greenhouses where there's a lot of ultraviolet light. There's a lot of humidity and temperature. So that's what makes ours unique. People should feel comfortable about buying our nanoparticles are not going to poison the earth like some other ones will. If I could just, you know, plug our Instagram. Yeah, totally. Come give us a follow. You'll see lots of shots of greenhouses vegetables and cannabis both it's u-b-i-g-r-o on instagram and then our main company has one too it's ubiquity u-b-i-q-d very awesome i guess one last question do you does it have any effect on water usage uh we're monitoring that with our um, netherlands trial right now we're not seeing any effect uh but i guess the jury's still out on that thanks for listening i hope the get in my garden podcast has inspired you to continue your learning to continue your hobbies projects and businesses related to natural farming hydro and aquaponics, bees, fungi, soil and the soil food web, microbes, plants, and however you are involved in entertaining yourself in a way that benefits the earth and our future. And again, follow the show at Get In My Garden on Instagram to see pictures of what we discussed here and to hear about upcoming episodes. Also visit GetInMyGarden.com and make sure to sign up for the email list, which will soon include supplemental and special content or freebies from our guests, as well as articles or other interesting things I share with my friends. I hope you will subscribe to the Get In My Garden podcast wherever you listen from and leave a positive review if you want to support the show.